Hello and welcome to the RBC Ross Trevor Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community, to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoyed this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Well, good morning. My name is John Beasy. I'm currently Pastor Emeritus at Enfield Baptist Church, having closed my ministry there after 25 years. So it is very good to be able to be with you today. We live in a tap and go type of world, don't we? Conditioned to expect instant responses and automated responses to our every need. Service quality and competence is measured by how quickly our needs are met. Someone has well described the way we live as like a shredded lifestyle in a frenetic generation. Now this instant frenetic type of pace can even extend to our relationship with God. We urge God to hurry up with our requests, to respond now to our petitions and our prayers. And we do that particularly when we feel anxious or fearful about what is going on all around us. Well, this is not something new. Habakkuk, an ancient prophet of God, was also looking for now answers in a troubled time. In the absence of apparent answers from God, he found himself broken and baffled. Yet he understood that to truly understand God and his answers to prayer, he needed a far different posture than the hustle and the bustle type approach. Habakkuk would learn a new way to approach God, and that is to watch and to wait. Watch and wait? In anxious times, we must admit this is very hard to do. We tend to clamour to have our stressful moments met now. We want them resolved. We want to get back to normality and we want it straight away. COVID-19, the invasion of Ukraine, floods, fires. Well, in the midst of all our current concerns, Habakkuk has a word for us and his encounter with God in Israel's time of trouble offers us much hope and ability to cope with our anxious times today. Now, by way of background, Habakkuk has just been very blunt with God. He had many questions about the world around him. Rampant injustice, incredible violence, unthinkable immorality, and an apparent lack of response by God, a silence. It seemed to be unanswered prayer. But perhaps worst of all, and it was becoming clear to him that God was planning to use as his chosen agent of judgment a brutal regime called the Babylonians to bring judgment on his own people, Israel. It seemed beyond his belief. Someone has once said, it's a wise person though, who takes his questions about God to God for answers. Well, this is just what Habakkuk did, and therefore it showed him to be wise. In his confused and doubting and troubled heart, he took time out to focus on what he already knew about God. And he settled on the firm fact that God is his rock. He knows his character is eternal and changeless. Lord, are you not from everlasting, he said. My God, my Holy One, you will never die. 
You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You are my rock. And yet to learn to trust God as his rock in his very anxious time was not an easy lesson for him to embrace. You see, it asked of him to watch and to actively wait. And that went against every grain of his being and seemed to compromise his sense of justice for now. Today I want to spend some time on this one aspect of what it is to sit in trust of God in your anxious times. If you read on in Habakkuk, as you learned in your 2009 series, the silence and the sobs that he had will turn to a song. But for now, we're going to sit in the waiting time. From Habakkuk's encounter, several things become clear about what it would take to watch and wait for God's answers. And firstly, it's going to take a lot of patience. Habakkuk said in chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand at my watch. Here he is describing his posture as a watchman. Habakkuk seems quite aware that God's answer may not come immediately. And so he chooses to stand in watch and to wait for God's response. Now this is a very sound posture. If you choose that for your anxious times, you will find that it will be helpful when you're confused or troubled or when life seems so unfair. Perhaps you are already trusting God as your rock, as your Lord, as your steadfast one. Well, now there comes a further stage in that trust to take the stance of waiting and watching for what God will now say, as Habakkuk did. He said, I will stand at my watch. God's appointed prophets were expected to be watchmen. In Hosea 9, 8, it says, The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over my people. Now, the posture of a watchman was as a guard standing on duty, as a sentry positioned to warn the people of pending danger. And usually it was the danger of departing from the law of God and his word. But Habakkuk is quite unique in his role as a watchman. Rather than taking his watch over the people, he turns and watches in the other direction towards God. Habakkuk takes his stand on duty, on guard, on the lookout to God for how he will respond to the Babylonian oppressors and how his response will stack up in the light of his known character and covenant promises and that he is his rock. Our Baptist brothers and sisters in Ukraine could well be asking this very same sort of question right now regarding God's justice at this time. They face the same sort of watch and wait challenge as they face unwarranted oppression from an unjust intruder. I shared in a very special moment this past month where this very stance was taken by our worldwide Baptist family. It was via a Zoom meeting of the Baptist World Alliance executive of which I am a member. And on that Zoom, there was the Russian and the Ukrainian Baptist leader looking together to God in the midst of the time of trouble. And the whole Baptist World Alliance executive was standing also in watch to God, seeking his righteous response at this time. 
It was a very deep moment. And for your anxious times, the deepest answer is the same. Watch and wait. But to watch and wait is not some passive posture. No, it's active trusting. It's to be on the lookout. It is to be looking for the God's response. It is to recognise God is up to something here. And I will wait and I will watch on him to find out what it is. Too often when anxious or troubled times come, we seem more prone to talk and to do and to want and to worry, trying to make sense of it all. Trying to work it all out by our own selves when the truth is we're not up to it. We do better as we learn to watch and to wait. Perhaps it's time to change your posture and discover God's way and gain spiritual insight into the what and the why. Perhaps it's time to embrace the word of Isaiah where he said those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. In one anxious moment, Daniel discovered this to be true. Daniel the prophet. He had a vision of a man who many regard to be the son of God himself. In Daniel, it says, Daniel said the angel, you are highly esteemed. Consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, said Daniel, I stood up trembling. We see here that Daniel was asked to stand, to watch towards God. And then the vision continued. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Do you sometimes wonder whether God has even heard your cry? Well, believe this, he has, trust him. From the very first moment that you called out to him in a humble and needy heart, he heard your prayer and either has or yet will respond. And yet it is such a hard lesson to learn, this lesson of wait and watch and trust. To trust that God does hear your prayer, that he is attentive to your need and that he is answering. It is only as you learn to trust and take hold of God in anxious times that you will come to experience the same good news response that Daniel heard, which was, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's the same response we saw at Easter as Jesus met the women who came to the tomb. Do not be afraid. It's the answer that God gives, which is the good news to our anxious times. Yes, to find answers in your anxious times, it's going to take patience. Well, secondly, Habakkuk shows that as you choose to wait and watch on God, you'll also face times of loneliness. It will take patience and it will be lonely. Habakkuk 2.1 says, And I will station myself on the ramparts. Now this carries the sense of solitary duty. I will station myself. 
Although watchmen and sentries may have had contact with people during the day, when it came to the long watches of the night, they were very lonely times. Many of God's prophets were well out in a limb and knew great loneliness. One prophet, Jeremiah, said he was so pressured that he felt at the bottom of the pit. Another watchman felt isolated, lonely and ostracised as they brought a message of God to a disobedient people. To serve as God's chosen person would often mean that you would know what it was to be alone, though with God. Habakkuk's vigil was almost certainly solitary. His dialogue comes across like he's expressing the dark night of his soul. I wonder, is this something you've known in your troubled times? Have you agonised with God about apparent injustice or unrighteousness? Have you had self-imposed times of loneliness where you have been with God and just sought his face? As hard as it may be, this is the right pathway. It's the right way to find your answer for anxious times as you look to God for his response. It will take patience and sometimes it will be very, very lonely. Too often in the rush and bustle of life, we fail to learn this lesson to watch and to wait. To be still and ponder, what is God up to here? I don't know, but I will watch and wait. Why is this happening to me right now? I don't know, but I will watch and wait. It all seems so unfair. Well, yes, it does, but I will watch and wait. Too often we know little of pausing long enough to hear God whisper our name and sense his response deep in our heart. For your anxious times in the midst of turmoil, it remains the secret what Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in all the earth. That is the truth of the matter. Yes, as you choose to watch and wait for God, you're going to need patience. And you will face times of loneliness. And thirdly, as you watch and wait on God, you'll be challenged to think differently. In Habakkuk 2.1 we read, I will look to see what he will say to me. One of the great theologians of the Reformation, John Calvin, says of this verse, The prophet finding himself sinking, as it were, and overwhelmed in the deepest abyss, raises himself above the judgment and reasons of men and comes nearer to God that he might see him from on high, the things which take place on earth and not judge according to the understanding of his own flesh, but by the Holy Spirit. Now allow that to saturate your soul. Many have found this to be a key to coping with difficult times. In times of confusion, think differently about it. Embrace the divine perspective. Habakkuk said, I will look to see what he will say to me. He didn't say, I will figure this out for myself. He didn't say, my own understanding is enough. He didn't say, I will work through all the rational processes here. Rather, he said, I will look to see what he will say to me. 
Oh, that we would learn to do some more of that in our anxious times. To look past our own posture and see the divine perspective. But that takes us choosing to accept that our understanding is nowhere near that of our great God. Isaiah realised this when he said, Who has understood the mind of the Lord or instructed him? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? Who was it that taught him knowledge? Of course, no one. Paul too realised this, borrowing from Isaiah. He said, Who's known the mind of the Lord or who's been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things to God be the glory. Considering this all, Paul offers counsel. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will test and approve God's will, what is good, pleasing and perfect. Yes, all of these wisdom-filled Bible writers found the same secret to getting answers in your anxious times, to do as Habakkuk did. I will look to see what he will say to me. Over and over the Bible reveals this secret. Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Job found the same answer of his anxious times. I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours will be thwarted. Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me. Job learned the Habakkuk way. I will look to see what he will say to me. David the psalmist learned this posture too. My heart is not proud, O Lord, my eyes not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters that are too wonderful for me. Whether it's Habakkuk or Job or David or Paul, they all learn the same secret. I will look to see what he will say to me. And friends, so too, your answer for troubled times will never come from self-wrestling, self-effort or self-postured opinions. It will never come from purely rational processes of thinking. Rather, it will come as you watch and wait on God and trust his divine wisdom and believe in all your heart that his ways are higher than yours. By standing on his watch, Habakkuk had paid full attention to God's word. Not so much an audible word, but a still small voice in his heart. Someone has once said, well, God does not talk all the time and God's silence is as emphatic as his speech. I wonder, are you an anxious, troubled traveller? If so, there's a real answer for your troubled times. There's an answer for the anxiety. Allow your thinking to be challenged so you see God's ways that come much more clear to you. Learn to watch and wait. You will need patience to do that. You'll face loneliness as you do it. And you'll be challenged to think differently. And there's a fourth thing I want to bring out today. As you watch and wait, you will face correction. Habakkuk said, I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Now, he uses the word here, complaint. And there are different possible meanings that the Hebrew word means for complaint. The King James Version has it, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. 
the Hebrew word could refer to either the argument I offer or the correction I receive. Whatever way it is, Habakkuk seemed to expect God to answer him and correct him and clarify things. Habakkuk is wondering, how's God going to respond to what I've just offered? What will his argument be? What will he say back to me? And he wants a no pulled punches reply. And so he braces himself for this. I wonder in your anxious times, are you prepared to hear what God is going to say? Sometimes God will reply with correction and reproof. Does this mean he's not listening? No, not at all. Does it mean he failed to hear you? No. Always remember his thoughts are higher. His ways are greater. Sure, our lament and our complaint may appear very valid, yet at the same time, remember you don't have all the understanding. He has the divine perspective. And whilst his answer may not be what you want to hear, it will be for your best. So lovingly receive any correction that he brings. I wonder where has God corrected you lately? Has there been some basic attitude you're becoming aware of that brings tension and strife? Has some behaviour caused you conflict and others stress and strain? Has an old habit got its grip on you and caused you to suffer shame, loss and guilt? Recognise God's rebukes. God has spoken. He has pointed out. He is seeking to wreck your path. Well, as Habakkuk has been watching and waiting, God's answer now arrives and we discover some important things to do. As God answers your prayer... Take proper notice of what he says. Then the Lord replied to Habakkuk, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. Write it down, Habakkuk, in unmistakable terms. Now there was a custom at that time, it was to put things that are important in public places. We're familiar with large advertising signs, aren't we? But perhaps some several large notices were placed along the main road to Jerusalem containing key phrases of this vision. Not only was Habakkuk to embrace the word of God, but he was to go and share the word. All his careful recording was Habakkuk 2.2, so that a herald may run with it. Perhaps the most adequate meaning of this is, everyone who reads these words is to consider themselves a herald of a significant communication, intended for all people everywhere. Simply, God wanted his message to go far and wide. You see, it's not just for you. The good news is not just for you. It is to be passed on to others. There's a sense of urgency how relevant this is to the good news of the gospel, which is for others to share. And in our anxious times, the most important message anyone can hear is that there is hope to be found in Jesus. The message of hope should be made clear and plain to people so they understand it, they take it on board. Have you received the good news of Jesus? Have you encountered his peace for your troubled times? A peace that passes all understanding? Well, run with that same peace to others that they might discover too the joy of knowing Jesus. You know, at this very moment, we all know people who are anxious and worried. Worried about COVID, worried about the health, worried about the war situation in the world. Are you sensitively sharing good news with them? And the good news is this, that despite all the sense of current doom 
and problems and troubles, not to fail to validate them, but despite them all, there is ultimate hope to be found in Jesus and in him alone. That nothing will thwart his eternal purposes. That with all what's going on in this troubled world, it is not the end of the story. This is the call to all disciples of Jesus to be a herald of that good news, especially in the midst of trouble. It is only as that good news is shared with people that their troubled times will find a bedrock of hope, hope found in Jesus. Now notice Habakkuk 2.3, for this revelation awaits an appointed time. It seems that the fulfilment of this vision will be a long time ahead for the prophet. Until that time arrived, there will be problems and invasion and danger and destruction. But there would come a day when this cruel Babylonian rule would end and the future would be good again. What a day to look forward to. For now, though, Habakkuk would have to wait to hold on to the vision and trust that the outcome would be just as promised by God. Now, wonderfully, this vision also looked further ahead to a very end day where there would be a total and final resolution of the problem of wickedness and violence. A end time. It speaks of the end, said Habakkuk 2.3, which will not prove false, although it lingers, wait for it, it will certainly come and will not delay. Now, ultimately, this is point of day will be when Messiah comes back to earth in glory and destroys every rule and every falsity and puts all things under his feet, delivering the kingdom to the Father. In that final sense, this Habakkuk vision is panting even now for fulfilment. For every generation from Habakkuk to now, it may seem that God is working too slow. We all feel that at anxious moments. Come on, God, do something. Every scrap of our theology suggests God should act, but nothing seems to happen. By all human yardsticks, his, his answer seems slow. But remember when impatience takes hold that a great gulf, great gulf exists between our perception and God's perception of time. God's time is not our time. How long, Lord, we cry. Yet our patient vigils are to God like a twinkling of an eye. God will respond in his time, not a minute sooner, not a minute later. Here again, Habakkuk 2.3, though it linger, wait for it, it will certainly come, it will not delay. It is so significant that the writer of Hebrews also takes these words. Hebrews 10.37, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come, he will not delay. And Hebrews reminds us that great cloud of witnesses in the stands trusted God's promises, even though they never saw them fulfilled in their lifetime. They saw them to be true to a later time. Notice their answer. These people all living by faith when they died did not receive the promises. They saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Again, the same message as Habakkuk. In your anxious times, there is an answer. Watch and wait. Now is not the end of the story. Jesus is coming again. You can rest assured there is a blessed hope yet to be of the return of the rightful king to this world. Titus said that we wait for the blessed, glorious appearing 
of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. I wonder, is that sufficient for you in these troubled times? I encourage you to let it be. God is not finished. His best is yet to come. Watch and wait. God is actively working out his purposes in this world. And notice that too, Peter has this posture too. The Lord is not slow concerning his promises, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. Our job is to herald that good news. Friends, the bottom line is this in our anxious moment. Jesus Christ is coming back as rightful Lord and King of this earth to rule and reign in righteousness. Yes, we cry, how long, Lord, act now. And yes, he says, watch and wait. I'm coming to set all things right, but I've given you my spirit in the meantime to guide you and to comfort you in the times of trouble. God does answer your anxious prayers. It's trust him and live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4 goes on, He is puffed up, his desires not upright, but the righteous will live by faith. And there is the ultimate answer to anxious times. The righteous will live by faith. This was the battle cry of Martin Luther, and this truth grabbed hold of Paul and became fundamental to his teaching in the New Testament. This truth is seen in the writer of Hebrews as he outlines the great um, gallery of faith. It is said that Moses gave Israel 613 commandments, David reduced them to 11, Micah to 3, but Habakkuk to 1. The command was this, the righteous shall live by faith. This was the dilemma. How do we find peace in anxious times? Habakkuk learned the righteous shall live by faith. Do the evil prosper in this broken world? The answer is no. The unrighteous fail. The righteous shall live by faith. Faith wins out. So friends, rest your anxious souls in that truth. Cast your care upon the Lord, for he said, do that when you are anxious. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So as we close, for times such as we live in today, Jesus remains the blessed hope. In direct context of our war-ravaged world, through the oppression that we see, will you look for the divine perspective? Will you see that this is not the end? Will you see that God has an ultimate plan to restore all things under Christ Jesus? And will you take these words of Luke as words of hope for you? Luke 21, 9. When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to take place, stand up. The Habakkuk message. Stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. Indeed, Jesus said, do not let your heart be troubled. I'm coming back again. What a wonderful saviour we have who has defeated death, the ultimate enemy, and has broken the power of sin over our lives and allows us to enter the kingdom of God and look towards the kingdom restored on this earth 
and Jesus ruling as rightful Lord and King. That's our hope for our troubled times. Look to him and to him alone. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message from Habakkuk. Help us to now understand your word that you said, I've come to give life to the full. Help us to understand that you are the resurrection and the life. Help us to believe that if we trust in you, we will live. Help us to know the peace of God that passes all our understanding. And help us, like those Hebrews, champions of the faith, to look past the current circumstances of life and even the apparent lack of answers right now and see that we are just pilgrims in this world awaiting the time when restoration will take place. Lord, help us trust you and rest easy in the storms of life, knowing that you are in control and the ultimate answers rest only in you and your precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we pray. Amen. May God bless you as you seek to live in our troubled times, standing on the promises of God and on his steadfast love and his rock capacities. Bless you. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.